Richie Augusto, and welcome to the Tree 54 Podcast. Well, today we are reviewing episode AEW Dark, then, then as usual, on to AEW Dynamite. Let's start with Dark. On this episode AEW Dark, AEW Dark, sorry, I'm um, something. It featured the debut of Dr. Brit Breaker talk show, Women's Wrestling, Stealing the Night, TH2, Continuing a Rivalry with SCU. Well, here's the headline grabber. is that Dr. Britt Baker's new talk show segment, The Waiting Room. She opened with late night roast jokes about Aubrey Edwards, Eddie Kingston, Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Dr. Baker, then welcome her guest, TH2. Sorry about that. Jake Evans and Angelica were angry about not being ranked. They declared that the punk-ass political posturing will no longer be tolerated. SCU's first on the list to send a message. Okay, this is a good, good start. For for me, AEW Dark is a perfect show for the segment. There's no crunch on the time, so Dr. Baker could experiment the fiber groove over time. Her shot at Kingston styling his eyebrows was a nice zinger. I can't wait for the first person to destroy the set after that joke. It just may be Kingston himself. Alright, here's the lineup for AEW Dark. The Gun Club versus BS. H.P. King, Joey O'Reilly, and Sean Maluda, a Samoan wrestler. Travis Titan versus Tr- Ricky Starks. Joey Janela versus Marco Stunt. Frankie Kazarian versus Fuck Grit Garrison. Rain Latoya versus Penny F- Penelope Ford. Brandon Cutler versus Ryzen. Tessa- Tisha Price versus Leah Hirsch. TNT versus Jurassic Express, D3 and Angel Fashion versus The Acclaimed, Alex Garcia versus Eva Lise, Thunder Rosa versus Lindsay Snow, Big Swell versus Kylan King, Jack Evans versus Christopher Daniels. These bouts all have high intensity to make an enjoyable view experience. I go with these contests if you don't want to watch the whole show. Lance Archer cut another interesting promo despite the message being the same. Let's start this up. Excalibur team with Taz to call the action. Anthony Ugo and Ricky Stark stopped by to join this commentary team. Justin Roberts was the ring announcer. Gun Club beaten BSHP King Joey O'Reilly and, and the Simone dude. We'll call him Simone dude. This was an AEW debut for Billy as his two sons at the trio. Austin won the bout with a hip toss netbreaker. After the match, Lance Archer chokeslam O'Reilly out of the ring onto his partners. Jake Roberts emphasizes that the AEW asses belong to a Archer. The Murderhawk monster shares some symbolism. Life is a beautiful lie, while death is a painful truth. He confirms his plans to keep doing this every week until everybody dies. This is a good start. All right. On up next, Ricky starts versus Travis Titan. Ricky starts defeated Travis Titan. Basically, Stroke Daddy closes with a rope running spear. Alright, on to Joey Janela defeated, I mean, versus Marco Stun. Sunny Kiss, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus were all at ringside. Janela hit a nifty spin suplex on the floor. Stunt may have legitimately tweaked his ankle on the dragger run off the apron. Janela ended with an impressive sit-down fairness carry slam off the top turn of the ankle. Next, 
Frank Kazarian versus Griff Garrison. Tatala versus Jungle Boy hit some hard shots, but Kazarian uses veterinarian savvy to prevail. Cass sings shot Garrison into the ring for a cutter that led to a reverse DET victory. Oh, that's my Xbox thing. Sorry about that sound. Alright, let's continue the review for Dark. Penalty 4 versus Rain Victoria. 4 hit a big boot right from the start. She dominated most of the match, but Victoria shows heart by kicking out some as a strong move. 4 finishing with a pair of clotheslines and a bridging for a shaman suplex. Brandon Color defeated Ryzen. Color used a TPK to win his third bout in a row. Peter Avalon used a, was a heckling cutler from the front row while Elijah on a velvet bed and American Martini. We go with Leah Hirsch defeated Tisha Price. Hirsch was too powerful for Price to handle. A German suplex and a German brainborn moonsault were followed by an armbar for the submission win. Jurassic Express defeated TNT. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus represented L- Jurassic Express. Marco Stunt was a ringside. The TNT brothers pulled a switcheroo in the ring to gain momentum. The referee failed to enforce any rules in the match. That's a problem. TNT was setting up a legal teamwork maneuver. Luchasaurus legally stormed in to choke slam an opponent. That allowed Jungle Boy the opportunity to apply STF Gable Grip Choke. Submission win for the Jurassic Express! The acclaim versus D3 angle, fa- ash angle fashion. Max Caster spit runs by whipping ass, catching checks. The acclaim backed up Caster's word by winning their third in a row. They used a suplex to a flying elbow combo to dispose of fashion. They put down D3, the top drop kick, torture rack slam, teamwork maneuver for the one, two, three. Now we're on to Ibelis versus Garcia. That Matt was at ringside. Garcia had no fear and took the action to Avalise. She had a nice run of backstab, multiple close eyes, a 6 1 9, and a devil over set time. Ivelisse came back with a chop to the throat, a flat nine, and a snap man to the head kick finisher. We had Thunder Rosa versus Lindsay Snow. Snow had the power bench, while Thunder had a 10 city advantage. Thunder unleashed her fury with body shots at being backfist, then Thunder Driver to win. She was sending a message about regaining the NWA Women's Championship for Serena D. Pretty Pierre Avalon macked on the lady in a chauffeured ride. He tried to feed her corn nuts, then Driver kicked Avalon out for borrowing his passengers. We got Big Swell versus Kylan King. There was a good amount of aggression in the contest of a dark match. Swell took control with a headbutt, flatliner, and a Texas Clover resubmission for the win. This is one of AEW, I mean, Swole's better matches in AEW. Darby Allen King came out to go Ricky Starks into a fight. Brian Cage joined Starks for the advantage. Cody ran out with a chair to even the odds. Team Taz fled. Now we had the main event. Jack Evans versus Christopher Daniels. Angelo Cass were a ringside. Angelo grabbed CD's boot early to help Evans gain the edge. Dance came back to control the pace in the end. He ducked the roundhouse kick with Evans and locked in a Koji clutch on the mat. Angelica hopped on the apron, so Cass ran over to punch him. Daniels let go of submission in commotion. An exchange of rollout and occurred. Angelica hooked C's leg so Evans could steal a win over on a backslide bridge pin. Now here are my thoughts. This was a good show for the fans of women's wrestling. The final three win bouts were hard-hitting and aggressive, while Ford and Hirsch looked good and victory as attended. These were the type of fights that should have definitely helped with experience. Hirsch added moves, Swell ratched up for her intensity, and Thunder Rosa kicked ass. Evil Leaves was even busted up for a little blood. 
Share your thoughts on Dark. Who stood out most for this episode of Dark? Which was your favorite episode? I mean, favorite match. I'm sorry again. So, this is my review for AEW Dark. Later on, I will review Dynamite. So, stay tuned this Thursday, from this Thursday afternoon. And I will do the review. Thank you. Here, here's some sponsorship for my, my commercial on this. Hello. We're back. I was supposed to record review for yesterday, Thursday, but it was a family emergency, and whoever it was I had to do for an emergency, he or she is okay. Right now, let's get to the AEW Dynamite review. Young Bucks versus Top Flight. The newcomers look good playing a fast-paced offense, but they couldn't outdo the Bucks at their own game. Top Flight almost stole the win on a crucifix pin. However, the Bucks regrouped for a BTE trigger. TH2 tacked Top Flight after the match, and the Bucks ran them off. Good high-energy opener. Top Flight is definitely a team to keep an eye on at only 21 and 19 years of age. The Bucks gave enough infants to let Top Flight shine. The best heart part was the fantastic video package to introduce the team to the audience and made Top Flight easy to root for. Now we go to Las Vegas. MJF treated the inner circle to a Las Vegas vacation. It played over two parts during Dynamite. The first half saw the crew gambling with MJF stealing M- Sammy Guevara's cards during Blackjack. Warlord and Jake Hager always mean-mugging each other. Visit an after-hours club MJF and Jericho get bombed off Everclear. Conan take the party to the next level with some smoke and some more shenanigans. The second half imitated hangover as everyone woke up in a hotel suite. Sammy got married three times. They found a baby hornswoggle in a diaper. The sketch was silly funny. I think Ortiz vigorously pumping lightweight iron was a highlight for me. I'm not sure if anything was advanced in terms of story. Sammy still hates MJF. Warlow and Hager are still sizing each other up. MJF and Jericho are still measuring egos. If they do an Elvis musical skit next week, then I'll be happy. After all, he's the newest member of the inner circle. We go to Ballas. AW released a short film promoting the company. It has an interesting mix of real quotes blending with backdrop and character scenery. Now we got Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian. Pepe Ford was the only associate at ringside. Myra was on commentary. OC sent the best friends to the back. Close pinfall calls. Cleared Diary DET for OC. A penalty kick for Sabian. An inside hook driver for Sabian. In the end, OC counter off the ropes with a mousetrap pin to win. Myra rushed to the ring in a rage of clothesline Cassidy. This was the creative finish for Cassidy to steal the win. The bet part was the Myro exploding with presentism at the demise of his friend. The way Myro huffed over the roofs made me pop. I'm sure hope Myro isn't sacrificed at Orange Altar. Altercations. Cameras caught an altercation in the back as Jay Cargill stopped the arm of Bandy Rose inside a folding chair. Nyla Rose, Vicky Guerrero held back officials. Big Swallow, Red Velvet, and Serenity ran to, to protect Brandy. <laughs> Say what you want about Brandy. I think she has an exceptional knack for making a scene. The story doesn't always pan out. However, the moments always create excitement for me. In this instance, she just helped Cargo become a mega heel. I feel like the babe face saved 
It felt old school where good guys and bad guys stick with their own ilk. AEW just created six weeks or more of future material for Dynamite. Now, have a variety of match directions where all parties evolve. The AEW Women's Title Fight. John Silver announced that NNJ will compete against Hikaru Shida for the entire next week. Mr. Brody League demanded an opportunity due to Jay winning four in a row and breaking into rankings this week. If AEW started to turn more attention to the division, then the night might prove a key turning point. They have one lengthy match, two angles, and a monster for a big bout next week. Most important, all that segments were really entertaining. Tuesday night on Art Dark, AEW also aired a bunch of good women's matches and debuted Dr. Baker's new talk show. Time will tell if this is a possible trend, positive 10, or a BL lip on a radar. Pants on Fire, Darby Allen was back with another freak yet memorizing video ends with Pants on Fire. I'm wondering Allen was playing the price for being a liar. Not that I'm aware of lies, but I'm just not going with the old phrase, liar, liar, pants on fire. Now we go to the main event. The main event. No, no, it's not the main event. Let's talk about the main event right now. Teen Task Warp. Team Taz at a number. He goes by the name of Will Hobbs. In the main event of the evening, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks took on Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Team Taz was finally getting their hands on those two flake bonds in a proper proper contest, but Cage and Stark had trouble early on. That forced Taz to lay a commentary table to lend his coaching wisdom ringside. Taz provided shift the interference unseen by the referee's eyes and our innocent was his cool throw the chair into the ring that earned coach on an ejection. The match eventually broke down into big moves. Allen was pulled a surprising win by countering Cage's powerbomb to Yoshi's tonic. Stark's belly made the save in time. Yachin continued with crossroads from Cody to Stark's a disgust clothesline from Cage to Allen and Cage slamming. Cody R for the final blow. Cage set up Allen for the drill call off the middle turnbuckle. What a maneuver. Cage covered Allen for the victory. One of the biggest questions coming to his about who would take the pin. Cody Cage were unlikely to go down as big stars. Allen was the newly crowned TNT champion that left Starks at the top candidate, but he needed to stay strong for his lightly tile bout against Allen. Last week's how match maintained the essence of unpredictability. To my surprise, Allen took the loss. He did so on a powerful move that he didn't lose any luster on his status. Business picked up after the match. Team Taz put, put the boots to the opponents. Time for another save by Will Haas. Or we thought he t- initially chased the cage and Starks with a chair. Haas then pick up empty title. Shockley clobbered Cody with it. That adjective rightfully taken up Taz off to join the squad. This is a great surprise. It was one of the moments that I had to see it to believe it. Hobbs is a good fit for Team Taz. He should thrive under Taz's tutelage. One thing that had me curious who would replace Hobbs to have a backing of Allen and Cody. There's a large void to be filled, a giant filled void, if you will. Could it lead to Shaq making an appearance in a trio action before he tangles solo with Cody? The Mystery Attacker. Let's go to the Mystery Attacker. Now, this episode was supposed to have a contract signing for the December 2 world title between Moxley and Kenny Omega. That did go as planned. Earlier in the show, Moxley cut a promo about the advice his father, John John, 
was picked up at the police station. Papa Mox told his father, sons are good guys, no matter what happened. Moxie is the good guy. That advice stuck with Moxie through thick and thin in all these tough situations as a champ. Mox confirmed that he will show Omega who's the best wrestler in the world. Oh, Moxie actually also announced that Renee Young is pregnant. Congratulations. I can't wait to see AEW's band Hooligans attend the Bay Shower. It was time for a contract signing. Omega entered the first. Justin Roberts led the list of achievements through Moxie and a few things trumping Mox. When it was time for Mox's entrance, he never appeared. Cameras discovered his unconscious body with a bloody nose. Medical staff tend to Moxie's neck. Mago was a bit befuddled, but not concerned. He signed a contract anyway, hoping that Moxie would show up on a scheduled day. This was a tough segment to judge. On our hand, Mr. Attacker, I always love a good Mr. Attacker angle. Heck, I even enjoy bad Mr. Attacker angles. It's about all the surprise reveal. On the other hand, see Moxley let down the air out of the balloon petition in the big match. I want to see to battle it. He performs to determine who's the best. An injured Moxley cheapens the potential win by Omega. As the suspects, I learned to one direction is toward Lance Archer. These are making threats for months. If it turned out a ploy to delay the big match with the pay-per-view in 2021, I'll be slightly disappointed at the swerve. But okay with it or all as long as Mega fights Archer in the meantime. Now we got a dead triangle swerve. Pack returned to the ring after being stuck in England due to convict travel restrictions. He fought Blade in one step and taken down in Kinston. The match started ugly with Blade tried to suplex into the ropes, but Pack took the impact on his knee instead of his stomach. Pack also stumbled on a slingshot DT attempt. Both men eventually found their groove to provide quality action. Pack was victorious after she started press, then Blade's back, then a bootlizer submission. The story becomes juicy in the aftermath. Pack grabbed the mat to yell at Kingston, but Butcher Blade put the boots to the bastard. Phoenix ran off for the save. The numbers game got him. Though, this was all set up for Pentagon's arrive, make a decision. Will he protect his brother or will he stand firm with his new family? Pentagon chose Phoenix the Pack as they referred to form Death Triangle. As Pentagon picked his brother, warns the cockles of my heart. That's a story we all relate in Derry. It's one thing Pentagon be at Phoenix. It's everything to see and someone else do it. I'm all aboard for Truth Triangle train full steam ahead to beat up Big Mount King- Kingston. Eddie does a great job being unlikable, so we satisfied to see Pac put him down. Tony Siobhan will probably be chair for the Alpha Cup since Kingston's only root to him on commentary. Not so Mr. Attacker, Dr. Breaker, DMD, and Dozen Rosa had heated words over the Twitter machine when AEW announced an AEW Women's Championship contest between Serena Dub and Dozen Rosa. That's last spilled over to the violence during the broadcast. The title tilt received plenty of time for the competitors to operate. It begins with Matt Work, Cecily to step for moves as intensity increased. Then the Rosa had momentum with a dripping suplex, then a fine missile drop hit to send Deeb out of the ring. This win, Reba, 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 caused a stretch in the referee. This allowed Dr. Baker running for a swinging Sharon's net breaker to the Rosa on the entrance ramp. Deeb was unaware of what happened and attacked with a power about one, two. Thunder Rosa suckily kicked out. The match continued for another. After Nick exchanged a roll up reversals, 
Debu came out on top with an iron trap face buster retained the, the gold. As Thunder Rose rejected in defeat, she spied the Baker in the front row. Fisticuts ensues for a generic pull-apart brawl. Thunder Rosa was in no mood to let that inference slide. The execution of the story met, met me with mixed feelings. The NWA title was good and gearing up for a climax when Dr. Baker bucked in. But in, I'm not a fan of new feeds starting like that during the championship class. On the on the flip side, I'm pumped to see the Max see Thunder Rosa get revenge. The skirmish at the end saw me into wanting to see the future fighting sense. Not the breaker inference interference was very effective. Now, now it's the end of the of the paper the match. I mean the show. Sorry, I'm a little off today. Okay, so here's the the start of the show. Brian Cage, because Brian Cage's drill call off the tarpa was my impressive. Here's my dud: the contract signing, not to sell. Oh. Always make sure the pen works before a live contract signing. I think Kenny Omega had some trouble trying to put his name on the timeline. It was a little detail that made proceeds look a lot cheap. Now, right here's now my real take. This episode of Dynamite delivered a strong with mysteries and swerve. It let me eager for next week. One thing I felt all night was time of these adventures. The arrival of Hobbs and Pentagon seemed delayed. This also happened in the past week. The teasers of treachery took a slight touch too long, in my opinion. A, a few seconds qu- quicker would have made the moments crispier. So, that's my review on Dynamite and, and the AEW Dark. So, stay tuned for next week. I do another review. And maybe in the future, I will do a, a, talk, a review, a talk about, like a rant about something besides AEW for, for once. So, Stay tuned for that. And thank you. Bye. See you next.